Hey everybody, it's Jake and I am alone in the basement. For this episode, we're going to be talking to Francis Wright. Uh, if this is someone whose videos you haven't come across on Twitter yet, uh, you might want to do that before even starting to listen to this. So just pause me and then go find that. And uh, he is one of the, the more unique people, I would say, that we have seen in the wrestling world since uh, COVID came and screwed everything up. So, uh, this one, uh, I don't even know how to, like, properly injure this. I just know that I'm way too excited and just ready for everything that's about to come from here. So, you know the deal by now. Uh, I'm going to play the ad. You can just skip through it if you want. And then the way back, I'm going to be talking to Francis Wright. All right, guys, stick around. All right, everybody, we are back and we are with Francis Wright. Again, thank you so much for being here, man. I really appreciate this. Whether or not you're welcome depends on how you react to what I say and the ideas that I have. So before I, I address what you just said, let's get through the end of this podcast and we'll see where I stand with you. All right. Fair enough. Um, so what I would initially like to know is how were you first exposed to wrestling? I was first exposed to pro wrestling. Well, I was walking down the street one day. Just a young boy. Young boy, eager positive, things like that. And then a miscreant scientist, Jill, by the name of Professor Nicodemus, approached me and said, how would you like to become strong and dominant? And me being young and naive and brainwashed, I said, sure. I would love to. And that was my first exposure to wrestling. Professor Nicodemus gave me treatments, turned me into frantic, and that was my first exposure to professional wrestling. That's a, uh, a crazy way to initially just be introduced to it all. Oh, yeah, it was absolutely crazy. It made me crazy. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about my time in my former life as Frantic, but it made me crazy, clearly. Yeah, and, I mean, it was a definitely, I think, a time where maybe most people may be familiar with your work. Um, and I, that's where I, I mean, I've known you mostly before seeing a lot of your enlightening videos on Twitter. Uh, how would you describe your early career as frantic and within the Proteus wheel? I would say my career was degeneracy filled. It was filled with violence and rage, needless violence and rage. I, became, I, I went from being a young, happy boy to a menace, a violent monster because of the treatment that Professor Nicodemus gave me. And those treatments were to turn me into a dominant fighter. It wasn't just a side effect. That's the purpose of what he gave me. So to just answer your question, how I would describe my time as frantic, it was degeneracy. And I was a degenerate. And I'm trying to make up for that now. Uh, do you would you almost say though that in a sense I mean if it wasn't for your time then you wouldn't know what you're fighting now. You know that's a fair way of looking at it. Uh, I made a bunch of missteps. Uh, I threatened people. I hurt people needlessly. Things like that. And now that I am no longer taking Professor Nicodemus' treatments and I am 
aware of how awful I was. I now need to make up for that, which is why I'm doing what I'm doing now as the degeneracy cleanser of professional wrestling. Now, as you've become the degeneracy cleanser, as you put it, how, like, did you come to the clarity of mind from, you know, the switch of taking the mask off and, and being who you are? Well, I stopped taking his treatments months ago, and after I stopped taking the treatments and I looked back on the former quote-unquote work as frantic, I realized how much of a dead degenerate I was, and I realized I needed to change that. And I pondered that for months about where I was going to go and what I was going to do until I finally came to the conclusion that I needed to save this world from professional wrestling because the treatment that I received, it changed me. But most wrestlers out there, it's just who they are as people. Wrestlers out there are degenerates who want to hurt each other and beat each other up to win championships for honor and glory, and that's disgusting. All right? So I need to know if I contributed negatively to it, I needed to undo that by contributing positively to it by eliminating professional wrestling. And my goal from here on out is to eliminate professional wrestling from existence. Now, what was it that made you just initially think that the best way to remedy pro wrestling is to kill pro wrestling? I had a very powerful dream one night that told me everything. I I, I saw everything I needed to do. It taught me everything I needed to do, and I've been doing it since. Gave me all the answers, all the truths. Many of the truths that we have yet to discuss. And we will. Now, another, I guess this is kind of a side question, but if pro wrestling is this evil, you know, degenerate monster, where do like other grappling arts fit into that? Like, is amateur wrestling similar in that? Is like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? They're They're all the same. UFC, MMA, boxing, amateur wrestling, it's all the same. It's just people who want to hurt each other to win medals or win championship titles. It's 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 ridiculous. It's it's barbaric, really. It's like we're a bunch of cavemen, and we're supposed to have progressed past that because we're living in the year seventeen twenty three now, and cavemen haven't been around since sixteen forty seven. But apparently, that's not true because apparently, cavemen are still around, and you see that in every combat sport out there. Uh, now, uh, as you mentioned that we're we're currently living in a different year than the one proposed, uh, as a Jewish man, uh, we're supposedly living in the year, uh, well, the year just ended of 5780. Is this also a wrong num- numerical value? That's a wrong numerical value. Okay. Uh, yeah, 1723, 1723. Now, uh, you have mentioned that the... The fireworks that are used at pro wrestling spectacles have these same chemicals as the chemtrails that they drop on us. How were these pro wrestling promoters able to get these chemicals? Well, we need to back up and give a little bit of an explanation because part of the truth that I realized was that I needed to eliminate professional wrestling. The other part of that truth is this. The Illuminati and professional wrestling have an unholy alliance. And that alliance is to bring the most degeneracy-filled product to the masses as possible. And you think, oh, Vince McMahon is the secret leader of professional wrestling. He's the one with the most power. No, it's actually Barack Obama. 
he's the one pulling all these strings. So you want to ask, where did these promoters get these chemicals that make people irrational and angry when they launched the fireworks? It's from Obama. And all the money he's got stacked away. That's what's going on. Um, this is also a, a bit of a side question, but uh, when uh, Onita did the exploding ring death matches in the 90s, did those also have the chemicals in them? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course they did. That, that might you know be... Sometimes you don't see the fireworks being launched. See, on WWE, you see the fireworks being launched every week. But on these independent professional wrestling shows where they don't have the budget for the fireworks, yes, they do. They're just launching them out of view. But then the chemicals oscillate throughout the world and throughout the venue and you and, and you get access to the chemicals and you breathe those chemicals in and then you decide, oh, I'm going to go Batista bomb somebody because I, for the past 15 years, all I see when I go up there into the world is people Batista bombing other people on the sidewalk. Don't you see the same thing? I, I actually have in my life, so I, I can't say you're wrong right. there. Exactly. Um, Nobody can say I'm wrong on anything. But go ahead. Would you maybe theorize that it is possible that if they are not releasing maybe these fireworks we don't see, but that there is some type of clear odorless powder placed between the boards of the ring so that every time a wrestler connects with the ring that they could be, you know, exposed through the canvas to the crowd? You know, I didn't even think of that, to be honest with you, but that that is a possibility. I'll have to do a little bit of research on that. And you know what? Earlier in this podcast, I said, well, how I'm feeling depends on how you react to what I'm saying. So far, you're reacting very positively to what I said, and that is true. There, there could be chemicals, uh, odorless, colorless chemicals coming from the boards of the ring. So, so far, I appreciate the fact that you're listening to what I say, and you're agreeing with what I say, and you're even adding a little bit to it. So I appreciate that, good sir. Uh, it also makes me wonder, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the death deathmatch wrestling world, but with the amount of tubes that are busted and the amount of, uh, of, of gases that come out of those, this is all oh, entirely plausible. Same thing. It's all highly plausible. Any, any corner you look in a professional wrestling show, that's where the chemicals might be coming from. It might be coming from the weapons. It might be coming from the fireworks. It might be coming from the boards. It might be coming from the fans themselves. You know, not all fans. Some of them are, are, are plants, of course. They put plants out there in the crowd and, you know, secretly while the wrestling match is going on and everybody distracted by that, they lay a match and they light the chemicals and send them throughout the, the venue. Of course that's a possibility. Uh, now, you mentioned how some of the fans are plants, some are not. You have uh, labeled some wrestling fans as being uh, dirty miscreants. How, do, and you, you've said to just stop being one. Is there like a, a way to kind of just stop being a dirty miscreant? Yes, of course, you have to listen to me. See, nothing I say is out of, you know, the bounds of reality. People say, oh, Francis Wright, you're irrational, you're insane. No, I'm not. What's happened is since the minute you were born in school, they teach you all these lies that the earth is round when we all know it's flat. They talk about the science of the moon and the moon landing when we know the moon isn't real. They teach you all these lies. All I do is speak the real truths. I talk about what's really going on. But people, because they've been lied to their whole lives, they're like, oh, you're insane, Francis, right? So what you need to do, ignore the lies that you've been taught and listen to the truth that I say and acknowledge that they're true and then you have to follow me. Now, you have to follow my conquest. Does that make sense? Of course it does. You have mentioned that if the earth were to be round, 
people who were born in Australia would just fall off the earth. Can you kind of explain that a little more to me? Why do I need to explain it? If the earth is round, okay, so if you jump up, what happens? You fall down, right? Uh, I'm, like, a li- I'm a little heavy at this point. I do no jumping. Well, let's say you jumped off of a five-foot platform. You would fall down, correct? Oh, yeah, I'd hit hard. Right. So, you ha- you always go down, right? Australia is already pointed down in a round earth model. So, if Australia is pointed down, then as soon as you're born, you just pop out and you just go, and then you fall down into outer space because according to the round earth model, Australia points down into outer space. So, that's where you fall. The same thing with water, right? Water leaks, water trickles down. So all of the water in our oceans in a round Earth model would just fall into outer space downwards. So when you think about it, the round Earth model just makes no sense. And the fact that they teach that in schools as scientific fact is nonsense. Uh, what do you believe about the theory that the Earth is held up by Atlas? Does that have any any rationality? You think that's all just bullshit too? Well, the Illuminati, of course, has a secret city going down there. They have these, like, basically, um, smoke, smoke, uh, beams that shoot up, and these beams are so powerful that it sort of propels Earth into the outer space air. Um, and of course, the Illuminati has their little city down there that does this, where these smoke beams are held. Okay. Um, if the Earth was somehow in some way to be shown to you that it is a spherical object would the hollow earth theory where there's, you know, like aliens in the Illuminati living inside the earth be plausible as the only way it could be a round object. Let's back up. Let's back up. There's no way that anybody could show me that the earth is round because it's not, there's no such thing as, proof that the earth is round because it is not so i'm not even acknowledging that question as legitimate and i refuse to answer it okay i think i saw that one in ancient aliens and that one just always kind of stuck out to me as, as an interesting one <laughs> well you gotta stop watching television the feeding you lies on there too the only thing that you should watch as far as entertainment goes is watch my videos uh and you watch ice jj fish you know who ice jj fish is uh i am not aware of this man i will have to look this up immediately well, you should, you should look him up. Besides me, of course, he's the greatest singer, songwriter, rapper, and dancer alive. Now, unfortunately, because he's so amazing and he has not agreed to be tainted by the Illuminati in exchange for money, uh, he's one of these artists that they tell you to dislike. So everybody says he's bad, but no, he's actually excellent. He's better than, let's see, he's better than Johnny Cash. He's better than... Uh, Whitney Houston. He's better than basically any musical artist, past, present, or future, other than me, of course. Better than Beyonce? Oh, way better than Beyonce. And Beyonce, there's all sorts of uh, occult symbolism in her music videos, too. Pretty much every musical artist out there, including the ones that I named, Johnny Cash, Whitney Houston. I don't know if I've ever noticed any occult symbolism in Whitney Houston videos. I will definitely have to keep my eye out if I ever see one again in my lifetime. Of course, wake up, man. <laughs> um, What's funny? Now, you've, you've mentioned that pro wrestling is 
a part of the Illuminati. Uh, was there ever a time that pro wrestling wasn't under the grasp of the Illuminati? And if so, since the beginning of since the beginning of time, since the beginning of professional wrestling, that unholy alliance has. Now, let me be clear: the Illuminati has unholy alliances with other parts. Like we talked about music, we talked about movies, which I'm starting to talk about on my Twitter page. We'll do Twitter plugs later, I assume, but. It's in movies and music and other areas of our society. It's just a professional wrestling. There's another aspect of our society that has an unholy alliance with the Illuminati. But it's been since the beginning of professional wrestling, well over 100 years ago. Now, it's been proposed by many people within and without the pro wrestling industry that it's kind of a a working class art that is easily accessible to those who may not have, you know, a lot of money or maybe can't grasp things that are of a, I don't want to say higher intellect because people of all intellects watch wrestling. But would you say that it's because it's considered like a lower art form that the Illuminati uses it as a way to control people of that like? Well, that would be fair to say. First of all, not all people of all intellects can watch professional wrestling. You can have dumb people, which is most people watch professional wrestling. You can have smart people watch professional wrestling. But I can't watch professional wrestling because I am of a higher intellect than everybody. You know, the world record IQ is somewhere in the 2000s, or the 200s, rather. No. The IQ world record belongs to me because my IQ is well over 15,000. So let's get that straight right away. But second of all, uh, yeah, it's fair to say that working class people, they use the Illuminati to control that. Why do you think Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, he's this blue-collar anti-hero who beats up his boss. He was made to be relatable to the working class, make, oh, he's one of, he's one of us. When in reality, Stone Cold Steve Austin is making millions of dollars. He's back there celebrating with Vince McMahon and Barack Obama and deceiving everybody. The more you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a thing where it was playing to the ideal that most people would like to emulate of, you know, everyone's had a job where they want to punch their boss and they were feeding that to you. And, you know, it it sucked a lot of people in. Yeah. And then they took the the people's money and it went not to the WWE, but that money went to the government so they could fund the government's spy drones and they could fund getting the lizard people on Earth, and everything like that. Oh, man, you mentioned the reptilians, and I get a little worked up. Oh, yeah, the lizard people. <laughs> you, you talk about Atlas underneath the Earth? That's where the lizard people are coming from. Well, that's a terrifying thought. It is. That's why I'm bringing attention to it. I'm trying to save everybody. Uh, it's, it's an admirable push from you. To do such a thing. Of course, of course. And not everybody recognizes that. A lot of people call me insane. They make jokes and mock me. You know, they boo me. But you know what? For people who, that few and far between, but people who do recognize that I'm telling the truth and they're behind me, they're the ones who are going to be okay in the end. But when the Illuminati gets all the people who call me irrational and insane, they're not going to be able to ask for my help then, are they? They won't. They can't. Now, you've mentioned that there are um, many people of higher popularity within the wrestling world. I mean, you earlier mentioned Stone Cold being in on it. You've mentioned Batista and his sightings at uh, the Denver International Airport with all their weird occult imagery. 
Uh, right. Now, you have also mentioned uh, John Cena and his uh, hatred of baby seals. Do you have any info on why he hates the baby seals? Well, he drop kicks baby seals. That is a fact. As to why, I don't know. I don't know why John Cena drop kicks baby seals. I don't know why the most powerful people in the world got together and said, hey, let's cause all this evil and degeneracy. I don't know why they do it. I just know that they're doing it, and I want to put a stop to it. Uh, I would like to... Oh, go I'm not going to ask John Cena why he does it. I'm just going to put a stop to it. And, and I... And Oh, sorry. You should be. I was going to say, I I appreciate that. Um, My favorite animal in the entire world is an exclusive freshwater seal species in uh, a remote lake in Russia. So I I would prefer no seals to be dropkicked. Exactly. So you should join me in my fight against John Cena, against professional wrestling, and against the Illuminati because we got to save the baby seals, man. Um, Now, you have... Mentioned that the companies uh, ran by the Illuminati have switched the formula of foil so that it can easily be permeated now by their their control and that you have these specific roles that are untainted and that you are willing to distribute them uh, for to people who are willing to uh, pay a price. Uh, this has been somewhat referred to as a pyramid scheme. Would you would you say that's a lie? So you're asking these questions being skeptical of me. Nobody should question me. When they listen to what I say, because it's so blatantly obvious the truth and makes so much sense, nobody should question me. So you should first of all, before I proceed to address the whole pyramid scheme thing, I want an apology from you right now. I didn't mean it in any you know disparaging sense. I just know that some people might view it that way because they're not looking at the broader scheme of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the broader scheme of things. First of all, there's a meme going around. You know, memes, terrible, right? There's a meme going around saying that aluminum foil hats will protect you from the government to not read your thoughts. Really, tin foil hats, there's a difference between aluminum tin... Tinfoil hats are what protects you, but they make you think that aluminum foil hats are okay, so when you wear aluminum foil, they can still read your mind. And they've outlawed tinfoil in pretty much every store in America, and they only have aluminum foil out there, so you can't get tinfoil easily. Now, I have tinfoil. I have obtained a large excess of it. Now, what I do is not a pyramid scheme. What I do is distribute mind control protection to people who believe in me, believe in my truths, and want to make sure the Illuminati does not win this battle. And the way I do that is I distribute 11 rolls of mind control protection to them, one for themselves, and 10 so they can find 10 people who believe in my truths and are willing to distribute mind control protection to people they know, 10 people that is, and then those 10 people will distribute to 10 people they know, and so on and so forth. That's not a pyramid scheme. That's just a strategic plan to make sure that everybody who believes in me has mind control protection so that we can have intellectual conversations without interference from the Illuminati. Is that so unreasonable? It's not unreasonable. Um, My only critique I would say if I had one is that why is the price uh, $1,000? Could it not be a more... 
like reasonable price to maybe people of of modest living? A thousand dollars is very reasonable. Listen to this, okay? Most people they're either a homeowner or a renter. If you're a renter, you'll pay several hundred dollars, maybe even in the thousands, a month, a month to live in your apartment. Uh, if you have a car. You'll pay several thousand dollars for that. If you own a home, you'll pay hundreds of thousand dollars for that. How much money do you spend on food and water? Thousands of dollars a year, right? You spend thousands of dollars for the things you need. The four basic—they tell you, they tell you that the four basic or the three basic necessities are food, water, and shelter. There's a fourth one. That's your mind control protection, right? I charge $1,000 for 11 rolls of mind control protection. When you divide that out, that's $91 per roll. So to, con- to protect your mind, which is the most important part of your body, it's $91 for one roll. Is that unreasonable? A basic necessity you only pay $91 for? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, you actually did just mention the amount of things that people usually pay for um i don't know uh where you live if they are a prominent community but around me there are some amish communities would you say that they are farther from the exploitation of the illuminati for kind of living a more basic lifestyle well uh well uh my research on you know the amish communities is incomplete but i would say that's a fair assumption to make that they're farther away because they don't have these devil boxes that are telling you all these lies, right? They don't, you can't go on the computer and look up these lies about how the earth is round. They don't have any of that. So I I would say on the surface, that's, that's a fair assumption to make. Yeah. I did recently, uh, despite living in an area where they've been around me my entire life, I only recently drove by to see one of them actually old school plowing a field with the uh, the horse drawn plow, and uh, that looked like a, an experience. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they live their lives, and uh, we we should leave them to that. But you know who we shouldn't leave to just do what they want? The government. Of course. <laughs> there you go. Now you're learning. Now you are learning. Uh, you you have mentioned you're a man of many talents that you're using to, to battle the Illuminati, and, and one of them is your singing. Uh, you have mentioned yeah. that you're not going to release any albums uh, of any type, but how is the singing going? Well, unfortunately, see, my voice is very angelic. Let's just say that up front, okay? My voice is angelic. My voice is so angelic that for those people who aren't beyond hope and want to change, these people will be so awe-inspired by my voice that it will heal the scars that the Illuminati has caused, and they will be pure again, and they will be able to be behind me in my fight. Now, unfortunately, everybody that I've sang to so far, they have been beyond hope, obviously, because they say, oh, your voice sounds like a dying cat, which is not true at all. And in fact... We've been talking about a lot of different things on this podcast, mainly professional wrestling, and that is unfortunate. So what I need to do right now is for you, for myself, and for all of your listeners, I 
I need to sing the purification song. It takes 15 to 20 seconds. It's not very long. But I need to sing the purification song to make sure that everybody here is cleansed of all their past wrongdoings and make sure that they are ready to be behind me in my fight. So I'm going to sing the purification song. Are you ready? Uh, I'm prepared. Great. So what I need you to do is for you to put your hand to the screen. I'm going to put my hand to the screen too. And everybody listening at home, put your hand to the screen too as I sing the purification song. Here we go. not much of a religious man but if if that's what this feels like then then i'm gonna have to agree with you absolutely absolutely um now uh i know this might might be uh not the right way to propose this but have you ever thought about making the purification song a ringtone you know what i thought about it now (laughs) it's all about getting yourself out there right for the world to see Absolutely. Absolutely. I will make it a ringtone. And I will make everybody make it their ringtone. That's a great idea. I'm glad I could could help you with that. Um, yeah, see, you're positively contributing to the, the, the cause. And that, that's a great thing. See, even on other podcasts, people say, no, it won't make any sense. And, you know, I need to go to the doctors to make sure my ears aren't bleeding. Those people, it's we don't even want to associate with them. But you... You're all right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, you're also a man who enjoys helping people. Uh, you've, you recently tried to help people by giving some dating advice. Has that led to any uh, relationships and or marriages that you're aware of? Well, if you must know, uh, I actually reached out to Taylor Swift and gave one of those lines that I talked about in, in the video. Uh, and she was so uh, swoon that she was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to leave because, you know, she was one of these degenerate singers, but she says, I'm going to leave that life behind and I'm just leaving the past in the past and I'm going to join you and I'm going to marry you. So expect the wedding between myself and Taylor Swift to come soon. Um, but yeah, I, every day I get a message from somebody saying that, you know, I gave one of these pickup lines and, you know, now I'm in a relationship or now I'm married or whatever. So it's very successful, you know? So if you want to, you know, if you're struggling in the dating department, what you want to do is you want to watch a new me chapter 13, where I talk about dating advice, dating tips. And I give you three pickup lines that are approved by me that you can use to find the love of your life. Uh, and whenever that wedding does take place between you and Taylor Swift, this is a selfless plug, but I am ordained. So if you if you need somebody, uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Absolutely, there we go. Yeah, I'll invite you. You, well, you can be there. Thank you. Um, now you have you have shared your diet with the world, uh, including the uh, tin foil and sauce, um, which uh, I do want to know is that is that a homemade sauce or is that a jarred sauce? Uh, it's a jarred sauce. You know, you can trust tomato sauce. 
Um, don't ask me how. You just can. Okay. Uh, is there one brand that's more trustworthy over the other, or is it just all sauce is sauce? All sauce is sauce. But tomato sauce is the only thing you can buy from the grocery store that's trustworthy. Everything else, all the fruits and vegetables, everything else that's canned, everything's like allegedly fresh, you can't trust any of it. But tomato sauce is fine. Now, what about a vodka sauce that has some tomato in it, but not all tomato? All tomato. That's it. Uh, okay, I will. I will put that one down. And you, uh, you have mentioned that to stay hydrated, uh, you you drink your own urine. Uh, can you, by any chance, describe the taste of that for people who may not be aware? You know, once again, everybody's been taught that they shouldn't drink their own urine. That it's disgusting. It's not as disgusting as you know it, you might think. I mean, it takes a little bit of work to get it down. You know. But that's just the urine cleansing your system, right? Uh, so it it tastes it tastes. Um, I imagine it tastes what an exorcism would feel like. All of the demons and all the wrongdoings just leaving your body. That's what its purpose really is. Okay, and I mean I've seen enough Bear Grylls survival shows to think it's not that big of a deal. Of course, yeah. Um, not no- a big deal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, in one of your more recent videos, you, uh, explained and told us all that Canada is not real. It is, is just a conspiracy. Um, so this, this is something where I feel like I may have been tricked, uh, multiple times in my life. I've thought I have been in Canada, uh, but could you tell me where I've actually been when I passed this supposed border? What they do is at the border where you think, oh, I'm just passing through, what they do is they get the Illuminati's agents to knock you out. And they give you some hallucinic drugs to make you think you're in Canada. And, oh, I'm at the Grand Canyon. Oh, I'm eating that Tim Hortons right now. Tim Hortons isn't real. Are you kidding me? No. Every time you're allegedly in Canada, it's just one big acid trip that they send you on. What about the Tim Hortons that are in America? Is that also an acid trip when you walk in? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that kind of makes sense in the way that you, when you're eating some of their maple donuts, you're like, man, these are these are really, really good. Like, you can't believe that these are that good because, obviously, they're fake, so you'd have to make this up in your mind. Yes, and the, the whole purpose of it, because... You know, when people are on these hallucinating trips to Canada and they eat at Tim Hortons, they're like, oh, Tim Hortons is so good. I wish we had that in America. And then the Illuminati panic and think, okay, we need to give them Tim Hortons in America because we need their money. But how do we do it to not expose the fact that Tim Hortons is not real? So it, it takes a little bit more work to, have to for agents to be at, located at every Tim Hortons to knock you out to think that it's real. That takes a lot of work. But the Illuminati has the money and the resources, unfortunately do that yeah they do they do seem to have a never-ending ability to make things happen for them right yeah 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 they have a bunch of acid which is a shame (laughs) i mean i've never done any drugs in my life hopefully at this point that's obvious let let me ask you a question do you think i'm on drugs no well great because i'm not so yeah it's unfortunate they have that they have so much acid but they have the resources I mean, it makes sense. I mean, LSD was created inside of a lab, and it was in, right. its intended use was never used. So why right. is it that far-fetched to think that they didn't take some derivative of such 
and now use it in their own nefarious ways. Of course. There you go. You're figuring it out. Without me even having to tell you as much, because that's where I was going next. But you've already figured it out, because you're listening, instead of dismissing, like most people do. I, you know, I think it's important to, to listen to what most people are talking about. You know, unless it's it's Trump stuff, and then I kind of don't listen. But I'm listening to you. Tune him out, but listen to me. Uh, yeah, I am. There you go. Uh, now, you have mentioned that there's a lot of stuff that you have not told the world yet. Uh, what are some of your goals for the future? And do they involve uh, telling more people about these things through your, your Twitter? Or have you thought about diversifying and maybe branching out into other social media networks? Well, it involves telling people on Twitter. I've thought about other networks, you know. Um, but Twitter is the main one I'm focusing right now. Now, I focused on a series, A New Me, where I show the world my new life and my new truths since transitioning from my former life to my new life that we talked about earlier. Um, but I've actually started another series called What's Hollywood Hiding, where I expose Hollywood secrets in different movies that they have produced. So I am branching out in that way, starting a second series. Uh, my long-term goals would be to start at the bottom, you know, on the independent level, and make sure to get rid of all these degenerate wrestlers. And then I'm going to move up and move up and move up until I get rid of John Cena, Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, and then finally Barack Obama. I'm going to make sure that he can't cause any more harm. You know, because you think, oh, it's been four years since he's been president. He's just, you know, been sitting at home relaxing. No. This is what he's been doing for the past four years. You know? Uh, where does Michelle fit into this? Well, she's the one giving you all these diet tips that are incorrect. Like I said, tin foil rolls with pasta sauce and urine. Those are the only thing, two things that you should be consuming. But Michelle Obama came up with this plan is like, oh, all these kids need all of these different things in order to maintain a healthy diet. And guess what? If you take a look at the outline of the food that you need, what is it? It's a pyramid. And pyramid is occult symbolism. It all comes together. It all comes together. Now, do you do you think that the the belief that the the triangle or the pyramid is the strongest shape seen in nature is like something they've put out there, or do you think that's truth? Of course. It's something that they put out there. So that whenever you see the Illuminati symbol, you think, oh, these are people that are strong. So, you know, when, uh, you know, all these actors, you know, like Psy, Gangnam style, you remember that? I do. And you see him at a baseball game flashing Illuminati symbolism, and then you think, oh, he's a powerful man. It's 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 easy. It's 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 just a simple brainwashing technique that they use. But it works because most people are simple minded. They believe lies. It's unfortunate. It is. It is. And that is uh, actually all the uh the the pro wrestling related questions that I had for you. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my podcast at all, but at this point, I would ask you some questions that have nothing to do with that if you're if you're willing to participate. 
Well, let's hear the questions. So far, you've been okay, but depending on where these questions go, you know, I might have to call you a shill if you end up being a shill. So let's see where these questions go, and we'll go from there. Uh, the first one has everyone has been asked, so I, I feel like if I were to exclude you, that would be wrong. Uh, I'm not sure where you're going to go on this, but I, I just have to ask. Uh, do you prefer grape or strawberry jelly? You know what? You should have excluded me on that. Okay, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to make you feel like you were left out. I felt like that'd be wrong. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question, because you're starting to get in the territory where I'm not sure what to think of you. Uh, where are you feeding this information? You've been asking me all these questions, trying to get all this information. Where is this going? Uh, onto multiple different uh, podcast platforms where hopefully more people can, can hear the, the gospel that you spread. Mm-hmm. And you're sure that Batista is on the other side of the line listening in on this? Uh, I, I don't know exactly where Batista lives, so I'm, I'm not sure. They kind of tell me what cities in the States listen, but I don't know, like, where exactly he's at. Uh, last I knew he was, he was making movies, and uh, I, I'm kind of not interested in watching them. Well, I'll tell you where he's at. He's at Denver International Airport. Uh, I, which is where they're hiding Tupac. Uh, it's funny that you say that uh, because Colorado is actually one of the newer states that just showed up on my analytics of where people are listening from. And I believe it is Denver. So th that might be Batista. Yeah, absolutely. They knew I was coming in and then all of a sudden people at Denver International Airport started listening. You know, they wanted to try to get information on me. They want to try to get dirt. But you know what? I wear my mind control protection nonstop. There's no way that you can read my mind. There's no way that you can harm me. So, in your face, Batista. Fair enough. Uh, the, the next one, um, what is it in the tin foil that's not in the aluminum foil that protects us? Magic. Oh, okay. All right. That's, that's fair. Um, this yeah. one, this one is very important to me. And, uh, once I heard you say it, I, I knew I had to ask you, uh, I'm a firm believer that Bigfoot exists. Why are they hiding Bigfoot from us? Like what, what's the point in this? Because once again, Bigfoot being real is another thing that people say, Oh, anybody who believes that is just wacky. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. All right. So if it came out that Bigfoot was real, Sure, the implications of that in and of itself isn't that big of a deal. But when you think about it, it's like, okay, they've been lying to us about Bigfoot all this time. What else are they lying to us about? So if it got out that Bigfoot was real, then people would start questioning the lies that they've been told since day one. And they don't want to do that. So anybody who tries to find Bigfoot, they just silence. Okay, and, and would you say that it's just Bigfoot that's real, or do you think there's other... Uh, so-called cryptozoological animals that are also real, that they're just kind of saying, no, nah, this ain't true. All sorts of things. All sorts of people. All sorts of creatures out there that they're saying that, I mean, we could go through a, lot, a, a whole list, but that would take 72 hours to do, you know? And people start tuning me out after about five seconds, unfortunately. So I don't know that we have the time for that. You got a point. There, there's a lot out there. Yeah, of course. Uh, and the, uh, the the final question I have for you, uh, this is also a question that everyone gets asked. I feel like it's one of the most important ones on my show. Uh, 
Uh, what is right. what is the creepiest basement you've ever been in, and why? Well, of course, that would have to be Professor Nicodemus's laboratory. Then the inside information, but Professor Nicodemus's laboratory is just a basement with all sorts of torture tools, and that's what's going on. They got all these torture tools, and they got all this medicine that's supposed to make you better, stronger, but it just makes you into a maniac. That would have to be the one. I am not surprised that's a basement. Not at all. You shouldn't be. Nope. Well, sir, that is uh, that is all I have for you. I, I really appreciate the time that you've given to us to tell the world about all these things that you are very knowledgeable of. Uh, now, if you wouldn't mind, can you kind of tell people where to follow you on, on Twitter and sure. such? You can find me... Francis Wright PW on Twitter. Wright is spelled W-R-I-G-H-T. At Francis Wright PW. From there, you'll be able to find all of my truths, all the things that I talk about, all of my advice, as well as, well as where and when I will be showing up at professional wrestling shows to eliminate this degeneracy. So you can follow me there, and you can talk to me. But if you talk to me, you better make it positive. Because if, if you give me any sort of insult... And that makes you a shill. An Illuminati shill. And then I will have no respect for you. Alright. I think that's fair. Of course it is. Alright, sir. Well that that's that's all I got. Uh if you have any do you have any merch or anything that you wanna you wanna tell people to buy or just just the uh, the foil protection? Just the mind control protection for now, but be on the lookout for merch. That's all I'm saying. Maybe even that ringtone too. That we talked about. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that, that's a good one. All right, sir. That's that's about it. Uh, I, I hope you stay well. Oh, last one. Is COVID an, an Illuminati thing? Because that seems like that'd be right up their alley. No, 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 Let me, Let's get the facts straight on that. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, you see all these people out here saying the masks are to, protect, to control us. They're not for our protection, but they're to control us. No, that's not what's going on. And in fact, even if there wasn't a pandemic going on right now, everybody should be wearing their face masks. Because you see all these cameras out there, right? You see all these cameras out there that are trying to see, they're trying to detect your mouth movement. They're trying to see what you're saying. You need a face mask to make sure that they can't read your lips. So everybody, wear your face masks. If not because anybody on television tells you, do it because I'm telling you. I think that's the, the safest way to put it. You just you just nailed it on the head, man. Absolutely. I always do with everything I say. I always do. All right, sir. Well, uh, I would uh, love to catch up with you in the future to see how things are going for you. And in, in the meantime, I just hope you stay safe and stay healthy. I will. Uh, I hope the same for you. Thanks, and man. And for your audience, please wake up. All right, sir. You, you have a fantastic evening. You too. Hi, everybody. That was Francis Wright. Uh, as I said, he was going to have a lot of information for you to process. And uh, if you have to listen to this more than once to, to kind of grasp all that, that's fine. Uh, in the meantime, you know where to find me on social medias. Facebook and Instagram is Alone in the Basement. Twitter, AITB Podcast. Um, besides that, can't really think of much. Uh, we did get our 20th country added to the list today. So to whoever's listening in Moldova, if you're listening to this episode, uh, props 
uh, that is actually, I guess, with a old school family history thing, uh, the earliest location they can find my family. So yeah, that's, that's all I got. Um, in the meantime, I hope you guys stay safe, stay, uh, COVID free. And, uh, as always, uh, thank you to my beautiful, wonderful wife, Shelby, who always deals with my shit and puts up with it. <laughs> and I love you guys. So take care, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Bye.